Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time again, once again, yes, again, for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I got to tell you what, I'm excited. It is in the AM. I am ready for bed, but nothing revs you up like a Pittsburgh Steelers victory. And I know they've been few and far between in 2022 but the pittsburgh steelers are right now currently yes four and seven now that's not anything that's going to excite anybody but think about it when this team was two and six just a few weeks ago there was a lot of doom and gloom when the steelers were three and seven just a week ago there was a lot of doom and gloom nobody is predicting the playoffs for the pittsburgh steelers but as we've said all along If you can see progress and see stars starting to really shine, they're ready to make that big jump in 2023. So I'm excited to see what Kenny Pickett keeps on doing. And, you know, did he have an amazing football game? Absolutely not. He did not. But they got the victory. He drove them down the field. And they squandered a lead which was a big deal to be able to come back from that because when that game was 17 to 16, how many of you said, here we go again? And it's not here I go again, the famous White Snake tune. By the way, that White Snake tune originally was like a hobo I was born to walk alone. They changed it. And next thing you know, it's a number one tune six years later. Why am I bringing that up? Well, It looked like the Steelers were going to be hobos walking alone. And then they went out and did some things in this game that really showed that they can improve. And they're putting some things together. Now there are some people that are upset that the Steelers won this game. And they're upset because this cost them draft position. They were number five going into this game for the 2023 draft. Right now, according to Tankathon, they are number 12. Who cares? I don't care about a draft pick right now. I love that Chicago's losing. And the Steelers right now are looking at having the number two draft overall. (laughs) Let me say that again. Draft pick overall in the second round. So that means they're going to be drafting at number 32. Because remember... Miami, they sacrificed that pick. They uh, they got slapped on the wrist, so they don't have one. So if you're looking at it, if the Steelers are picking at number 12 right now, and then they go ahead and get the second round pick, 
which would be roughly 43. And then you throw in the fact that they would be picking at 32. I tell you what, not that bad. I would take that. Three of the top 43 picks in the draft. Yeah, I'd be happy. Look, I want to see this team improve. The reason I'm bringing this draft stuff up, because, again, I don't care. I'll worry about that after. When I sit down to watch a Pittsburgh Steelers game, emotions run high. I feel like I'm living vicariously through that team. And I don't want to see them lose. When it became 17 to 16, I was like, oh, all right, same old Steelers. Now, when they lose, and they're going to lose again in 2022, we know that. They're not going to end up 10 and 7. They're not going to win their next six games for a seven-game winning streak. That'd be awesome. It's possible. But come on, we, we don't really think that. But when you look at the schedule, you start going, hmm, what would you rather see? A really high draft pick or the Steelers make a run? I'm not talking about making a run at the playoffs and getting bounced the first week. I'm just talking about making a run and really improving themselves and looking like a team that needs to maybe add a few pieces of the puzzle than rebuilding. They're rebuilding right now. But do they need to really have a rebuild in 2023? Well, if they close out real well, say they win four out of the next six and end up, I guess they would end up at that point eight and nine, under 500, underwhelming. But when you go from two and six to eight and nine. Hmm. That means you won six out of your last eight. That means that you've really improved and you've made a major step forward for 2023. And then when you throw in those draft picks, maybe three out of the top 43, or even if they're three of the, out of the top 50, remember just a couple of years ago, they had one. One pick in the top 49, and that was Chase Claypool. Now, Chase Claypool's the reason that they're picking. They have that second pick, and it's exciting. It really is. And when you have that kind of excitement, well, you know, that's going to make you feel good, too. So with that being said, when I watch that game, man, I'm living and dying with what Kenny Pickett's doing. And I'm seeing, am I seeing a perfect quarterback? But not only did I watch the game, I had to listen on the radio a little bit because I was traveling. Went back and watched everything. But Kurt Warner was on the broadcast. And man, he was saying, he was praising Kenny Pickett with a lot of those throws. And that's got to make you feel good. It's got to make you feel good that the running game looks a whole heck of a lot better. I know Najee Harris got injured, but the guy that I rip on with no mercy, I'm Cobra Kai sometimes. Benny Snow Jr., man, I'm standing up, and I'm going to give you, this is not a golf clap. This is a hearty clap. 
And I'm saying, Benny Snow Jr., good job. Anthony McFarland, good job. You know, Mike Tomlin in the post-game press conference said, you know, this guy gives us a lot. In the open field, he does stuff that we noticed in practice. You know, sometimes you need a battlefield promotion, and that's what these guys got. And they stepped up with a battlefield promotion. Yeah, I'll take that. That's great. You need Najee Harris back. But if these guys could improve, and you have an improved running back stable, you get enamored every single week in what you see from Mr. George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth. I'm gonna get, I'm getting excited right now about 2023. And you're sowing the seeds right now. You have that season you want to forget about. But ask yourself, when you're watching that game, and I saw it, and I see the threads, and I see nobody's talking about when they take the lead. Oh, man, we just sacrificed a draft pick. You didn't sacrifice. You sacrificed some position. No one's talking about that. People are like, yeah, finally. Good drive. They're praising Pickens. They're praising Pickett. They're praising all of those guys. And they're feeling like they have something. Now, there's there's guys they're not praising. They're still not praising Deontay Johnson. Is there a lot to praise? But guys are playing hard. Gunnar O plays hard for that team on offense. Derek Watt plays hard for that team on offense. I, lo- I still think you've got a superstar in George Pickens. And when you see what he's doing, you're going to be like, yeah, he's got it. You're starting to see, look, is it perfect? Can he pick it? Absolutely not. And we know that. But we're comfortable that the arrow continues to point up with this guy. So with that, what do you want? You're not thinking of the draft pick when Najee Harris is bullying his way into the end zone, when Benny Snell gets into the end zone, when Matthew Wright's picking from 52. You're not thinking of a draft pick when they give up a long return to start the third quarter and the second half. And then Jonathan Taylor goes in. You're not thinking, oh, great, they're going to lose. You're thinking, oh, man, here we go again. Not here we go, Steelers, here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. No, we're not thinking that. We're thinking, oh, your heart breaks a little bit. And when you watch these players, and watch the effort that they're putting out. I don't see a lackadaisical team. And I think a lot of people, I don't think anybody's going to say that they go through the motions. Do they have it? Do they have it all yet? No, we, we know that. But what we do know is that each and every week, even on that loss, I mean, I know we had headlines saying, you know, Two steps forward, one step forward, two steps back. I know we've had headlines like that. I'm the one helping write them. And we do that after the Bengals game, but they improved in that Bengals game too. Hell, they scored 30 points. 
They lost, but they improved. People are talking, and the headlines are saying right now that Kenny Pickett had his best game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Well, you got to look at the box score, and that's something we're going to do. We're definitely going to do when we get accountable. But are you going to complain about 20 for 28 and 174 yards? And again, no turnovers. Are you going to complain about that? These are starting to look a little bit like Ben numbers from 2004, but not completely. No, don't go, whoa, 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 bad. Don't go, whoa, bad. Let me explain. These look like his passing numbers. You just don't have the touchdowns. But he's leading them. He's leading them to those touchdowns. He's leading his team to touchdowns. He's getting them in position. Those touchdowns are going to come more and more. But one thing he did do, it's not a touchdown, but he proved that he could throw a touchdown pass on a two-point conversion. That's what that is. It doesn't count as a touchdown pass. Counts as a two-point conversion, but he got that done to George Pickens. It was beautiful. So he also is spreading the ball around. How many different receivers did he have? Ten different receivers in this game. He threw to a lot of guys. Five of those receivers, it was only once. Well, they only had one reception and they only had one target. But it was a very solid night. Did guys put up huge numbers? No. But when you're not fumbling the football and you're not throwing interceptions for the third week in a row, you got to get excited about that. And I get excited about that. So that's what I'm talking about. So last week, we were talking about hard times, daddy. And you knew I was going to bring it back because I'm not doing my yinzer anymore. Jeff doesn't like it. Dave doesn't like it. They like my dusty roads. But, you know, the more they go, those hard times, daddy, they go away. Yeah, they do. So no, now all eyes are on Atlanta. And Atlanta's not doing that great. They go to Atlanta. Then they play at home. The Baltimore Ravens who had a devastating loss yesterday. Oh, just horrible. And they go there. Then they go to Carolina. What if they win those three? Are you really going to care about a draft pick? You're going to care about the fact that your team's winning. You're going to care about the fact that they're improving. And you're going to care about the fact that that arrow is pointing up. That's what you're going to care about. Then you're going to get to the Raiders on Christmas Eve. And you're going to be like, let's do it. 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Throwback jerseys with the block numbers. You're going to be like, let's go, daddy. Let's go, daddy. You are. Man, that's what football is all about to me. When I watch it, 
I have emotion. I live vicariously, and I'm hoping that they win. I don't want a loss. The only thing that comes with a loss is, well, you get that consolation prize. Well, at least the draft pick's not going to be as bad. But I don't feel that way. I feel, oh, oh, I feel that way. I feel like hard times have come on the Pittsburgh Steelers, daddy. I feel like that. But now, after a win, man, I could cut through glass right now. It's 105, and I've got a real job. You know this is my hobby, and this is a lot. All of us, this is our hobby here. And it's late. And I'm tired. But I've got adrenaline because the Pittsburgh Steelers gave me that adrenaline. And I feel pretty damned awesome. And not just the offense. Good offensive output. Perfect. No, they they should have scored over 30 points in that game. We know that. We get that. But with that, you know what they're capable of. And if it keeps on getting better, you're going to start seeing more 30s. And when you see more 30s, you start to get excited. And you see what they do on defense. They bent. They don't broke. Earlier in this season, they're breaking. They're breaking hard. They won the turnover war. They did a lot of good things in this game. So that's why I am getting pumped. And that's not a bad defense. It's playing out a bad defense in Indianapolis. Not a good offense. And I get that. And you could do the old, but that, but bad. You know, once again, they beat an inferior opponent. That doesn't matter either. A lot of the times, Mike Tomlin will say they're nameless gray faces. And you're competing against yourself. That's definitely that's definite preseason talk. But also, yeah, now. Now on the road, there are two and four team on the road now. Now they're also a three and three, t- excuse me. They're a two and four team, and then they're a two and three team at home. Well, they're going to be on the road next week against a team that they could beat. And look at the spread. Look at the numbers from Vegas. That's going to tell you a lot. When you see the Pittsburgh Steelers, As two-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road, that means in real life they're a half-point favorite. And I think that's what you're going to see. In fact, they might be... I wouldn't be surprised if the line was like one-and-a-half or one going to Atlanta next week. Which means, if it's like that, then in real life, The Steelers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. They do that. You get an extra three points. And in betting acumen, in the betting world, those extra three points go to the home team. home, Home field advantage is real. We know that. How did we do this week? Being accountable. That's the big question. 
Can the Pittsburgh Steelers win? They did. And a lot of people at BTSC thought they were going to win. We're going to see what we did with our predictions because that's important. You listen to us and watch us to see if we're going to be right about this stuff. Well, let's see if we're right. We're going to do that when we come back right after this on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Welcome back to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is Bad Language, and you got to be checking out all of the languages here at BTSC. Everybody has a different voice, and they come from different places. If you want to talk about the draft, make sure you check out Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts on The Fix. That's going to come up later on today. Actually, just a few hours. You're going to hear that show. Lots of shows on today, man. This Tuesday, because there was Monday Night Football, a lot of Monday shows that you you did not hear. Well, there's a reason. Because we need to do them after. Because all those Monday shows need to get moved. So check out The Fix if you want to see hear something a little bit different. Because I, I got to tell you what, these guys, Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts, they know college football. I know nothing about college football. I, I used to. But now I, I pay attention to the pro game completely. And I will do a lot of homework. But I listen to these guys and I do the homework. Because they do the homework for me. And it's great because they really know what they're talking about. And I, I know I've poo-pooed the fact that, you know, hey, we're not talking about the draft now. That's their deal, though. They still will talk about that. They're going to talk about games and they're going to talk about the current Pittsburgh Steelers. But they're always looking at that and seeing where you could add on. So if you like that kind of thing, which I do, that's why I listen to those guys every single week. But Jeff Hartman's going to have winners and losers. He usually does that on Monday morning. He already had a Let's Ride this week. This is Let's Ride Special Edition, so check that out. Also, check out the Scobro show tonight. If you're like, bad, daddy. What about the cutting room floor, daddy? We're going to have hard times if there's no CRF. With Jeffrey Benedict, daddy. Well, Jeffrey Benedict's going to be on tomorrow. He was going to do a show. He was all set to do a show. And we're like, dude, take the night off. You have all this stuff you've got to do. We could push you back to Wednesday. Because all this post-game stuff is going to happen. And just like that, it's a short week. Mike Tomlin called it a short week in his post-game presser. Well, he's got to go to work tomorrow. He's got to do a press conference for week 13 in Atlanta. Dave Schofield's got to go to work to cover all that. So we're going to have that. Dave Schofield and Daniel J did a great job last night when they put on the preview, not the preview, the post-game show. That was great. I also did a post-game press conference recap with Mike Tomlin. Not he wasn't on it, but I recapped what he had to say. So check that out too. So check out all those things. Don't miss a beat. 
BTSC, we're going to work hard for you. We're going to stay up late for you. We don't care. This is what we do. I might be groggy in my other job, but I try to do that well. It's all about figuring out where to put things. You prioritize your life. We prioritize prioritize our lives here, and we're going to throw that at you. Now, one thing that, (coughs) excuse me, did not get a chance to hit that cough button on the mic, so I do apologize to you. One thing we love to do here at BTSC is we love to make predictions. And one thing that I think that we do at BTSC better than most outlets is going back and saying, all right, this is where we were wrong. This is where we were right. We'll take credit for when we're right, of course. You know, that's what we do. I have no problem doing that. Like my bold and bizarre predictions. I have no problem doing that. And I also have no problem highlighting the guys that did a better job in predicting these games for me. Here at BTSC, we all do staff predictions. That's something we started doing a few years ago. And man, everybody puts them in. Probably the, I'd probably drive Jeff crazy because I'm the last person to put my picks in. But we do our staff picks. So let's go ahead and take a look at those staff picks real quick before we get into the preview over under my favorite part of this. But you're going to see, hmm, not too bad, not too shabby. Jeff Hartman, 23 to 21 in favor of the Steelers. Dave Schofield, 17 to 13 in favor of the Steelers. I went 20 to 19. I took the under. The over was what happened. KT Smith felt to go in a different direction. He does not think, he even quoted me in the article, according to Brian Anthony Davis, they are 21-3 and three against the Horseshoe since 1978. Yeah. They're 26 and, and 6 all time. Now they're 27 and 6 all time. Eight straight victories against this team. He didn't think it was going to continue. He went and picked the Colts 17 to 13. When KT Smith talk talks, you should listen. But I'm glad he's wrong. He didn't have the feeling. Jeffrey Benedict didn't have the feeling. Colts 24, Steelers 10. Big Bro Sco, Colts 10, Steelers 9. Did not have the feeling. Shannon White, Colts 20, Steelers 17. He didn't have the feeling either. But these are guys I trust, man. Shannon White. When he talks, he's passionate with that accent, that West Virginia accent. I lived in West Virginia for nine years, so I love hearing him talk because it just reminds me of a great nine years. Didn't live near Shannon. I have never had a chance to shake his hand. and Heck, I'm giving Shannon a big hug when I meet him for the first time, but I feel I know him because I talk to him every single week, off-season too. We talk on the phone all a lot of us talk on the phone. Jeremy Betts, 23 to 16. He's pretty much the winner this week. He came closest with a 23 to 16 score. Bradley Locker, 24, 21 over the Colts. Kyle Kreiss, man, Kyle, every single week 
comes really close on the score. He's really good with the score. 24 to 20 Steelers over Colts. And then Tony Defio, 20 to 10 in favor of the Colts. So we were kind of, it was one of those things. We were kind of split. I actually thought there was more Steeler picks than there were Colts picks. And I think there were just by a few. I'm not counting them up. I'm not telling them up. But we're going to make the big winner this week. The biggest winner is going to be Jeremy Betts. Jerome, good job, buddy. Uh, as far as everything else, the guys picking the Colts uh, on the other side of it, I'm glad you're wrong. And that's the thing. All these guys, they're thrilled when they're wrong and they pick the Steelers to lose. You know, they they don't turn around and say, well, I, I, they don't make excuses. They're like, yeah, I was wrong. That's why we're doing this and we're not charging you money to hear our big picks. Well, I think I'm going to start charging you money to hear my bold and bizarre predictions. So I had some fun with it this week. Art Rooney too, Jim Ursay, they converse before the game with the Colts owner suggesting a bet in which the winning team gets the other team's starting quarterback. In a strange move not allowed by the NFL, the Steelers try to name both Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky starters just in case they lose. Well, that didn't happen. And no, Matt Ryan's not coming to the Steelers. Steelers just get bragging rights. They win. That's all they need. I love this one. Ben Roethlisberger calls his own press conference to remind Kenny Pickett that 17 years to the day, he and the Steelers lost 26 to 7. Then he realizes that the anniversary is nothing to brag about. So he abruptly excuses himself to go see a man about a horse. He then proceeds to buy the Colts mascot, Blue, who was accused last week of being, well, he was accused of lewd behavior. Upon hearing that Blue was criticized for lewd behavior during that Eagles game-winning touchdown last week, former Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown emerges and proclaims, instead of hold my beer, he says, hey, hold my phallic-shaped gummies. <laughs> yeah, if you remember Richard Gummies, if you remember that whole thing, uh, wow. Kenny Pickett goes 28 for 40 and 280 yards. Okay, I was way off. Way, way off. But 20 for 28 is not bad. But I'm fine being off. Steeler rookie QB actually throws two touchdowns, which he did not, and is not intercepted once, which he was not intercepted. So I got half of that. Here's one. Pat Fryermuth catches nine balls, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit more. Nine balls? Well, no, he, uh, he did not. He caught three. And I thought he would actually get more targets than that, too. And we're going to talk about that when we do the over-under section of the show. Guy who got the most targets this week was Deontay Johnson with eight. And wait till we get to that one with the over and the under. Uh, really interesting stuff. But no, I was wrong about Pat Fryermuth. I thought they would go to him quite a bit. I also had George Pickens scoring. George Pickens catches a touchdown pass to celebrate the touchdown. And what is the 25th anniversary today 
of the final episode of Beavis and Butthead. Well, I guess yesterday when the game was played on MTV. So he pulls his jersey over his head in tribute to Beavis and his I am Cornholio act. I, I tell you what, that always would make me laugh. Wasn't a huge Beavis and Butthead fan, but once I saw that movie and he did Cornholio on the plane, I'm like, all right, this is actually good. Steelers get called for a legal man downfield twice. No, they didn't get it at all. The Colts got one. I I hate that call. I I even hated to see the, the Colts get that call against them. That, that's just, eh, drives me crazy. Steven Sims seemingly returns the opening kickoff for a score, but it's called back. No, that did not happen. Najee Harris gains 11, not 11, 111 yards on the ground and scores a touchdown. Uh, that did not happen either. He scored the touchdown. That's good. The Steelers get four sacks, two by TJ Watt, one by Alex Highsmith, and another by Montrevious Adams. I didn't even tally up the sacks. So let's go ahead and do that together. Arthur Mollett had one. Terrell Edmonds had one. Alex Highsmith had one. I think he's over 10. So, yeah, they had three sacks. So, yeah, I, I was a little bit under there. Well, I was actually over. I, I I said they'd have four. They did not. They got the win, though. We'll take it. DeMonte KZ and Levi Wallace pick off Matt Ryan, but the Steelers defense still surrender three touchdown passes. That didn't happen either. They did not surrender three touchdown passes. How many did they surrender? Maybe I should do homework before I do this. They surrendered one touchdown pass. That's it. One touchdown pass. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was 22 for 34. Only gave up 199 yards. I I believe in the first quarter, the Steelers didn't even give up yards. They kind of held the Colts in check, too. Steelers' rushing defense keeps Jonathan Taylor in check. Well, he scored a touchdown. He had 86 yards. But they won. Steelers get two touchdowns on the day and two field goals, which they did. Yeah. Actually, I think they got, well, no, that's wrong. They got three field goals. And the two touchdowns. That's what got you those 24 points. Because they got 15 points off of touchdowns and extra points. Matthew Wright. Matthew Wright's starting to look better. Man, his first week he was dreadful. Got it together, though. There you go. That was my bold and bizarre predictions. Notice no bougie Smith-Schuster. I've come to grips that he's off the team, and people are tired of that joke anyway, so we're not doing that. Here's my favorite that I do, and I do this with the fellas. And I actually have a little bit of a lead. And it's over under. I'm going to have to give you that exact. I, I got to go back and tally. I know that uh, I just had a great week last week with the uh, sun shining on, shining on the dog's butt. Daddy. It really did. Um, Kenny Pickett passing yards. 210. 210. 210 and a half. We all had the over. Eh, we're not going to get it because 174. So no points for us. We all had over on George Pickens. 
and George Pickens getting it was five and a half as far as receptions. We all had the over. What did George do? George only had three. He had six targets, though, 57 yards. But that big reception that I guess that that still gets tallied. But that two-point conversion, man, big deal. Big, big deal. Man, I if they didn't have it, that would have been really nervous. That would have been tough. I mean, I would have been very nervous. So we all had the over, though, with five and a half. No, we're not going to get him. Pat frying with tar- targets. I only got four. We all took the over on that. Man, we don't have any points yet. Okay, here's where the points come. Deontay Johnson, 47 and a half receiving yards. I'm like, I'm going to take the under. The other fellas took the over. He had 49. Man, when Jeff puts these together, he really knows how to put them together. So let's go ahead and give a point to the two fellas, but not your royal badness here. Pittsburgh defensive sacks. I got the point back because it was three and a half. They had three. They both had the over. And I took the under, so we're all tied at one. Pittsburgh defensive takeaways. Jeff gets the point there because he had them slightly under at one, and they had one. Yeah, they had that one, that uh, that fumble recovery. Wait, am I correct on that? No, actually, wait, 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 wait. No, you had the fumble recovery, and... Wasn't there an interception in this game? I believe there was. Why am I not seeing that in the box scores? Let me find that real quick because I'm telling you, it happened in my mind. Um, yes, there it is, James Pierre. So Jeff does not get the point. I get the point and so does Davy Boy. Here we go with the uh, over and under. It was 39 and a half. So, wow. Really good job there with the over and under. 39 and a half. And it ended up being 41. Jeff gets the point there. So Jeff wins the week because he had a score of 23-21. We had we were under. Dave and I were had the under. So for the week, Jeff, who's in dead last place, gets the victory. He gets three, and the two of us get two. And there you have it. So rough week, but Jeff wins it all this week. And I'm going to have those updated standings. They're they're going to be like, dude, you've got to give us the full standings, and I will. But I'm still leading. And even if I'm not, I'm just going to tell you I'm still leading. And then make Dave take like 17 hours out of his day to go back to every show and compile it. And then I'll be like, I had him right here. I just wanted to see you do the work. Daddy. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm going to wear that out real quick. I got to find another professional wrestler that I know how to 
imitate and do impressions of. But what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to do an impression of a guy getting on out of here and thanking all of you. Hey, look, I can't do these shows without you. None of us. We have 22 plus original shows every single week. They're not going to be done if you're not here to listen. And if you're not here to check out everything. And you give us a lot, man, you give us a lot of praise. I complain mostly about the one or two people that criticize us. But man, we get private messages all the time. The way everybody treated me on Thanksgiving, sending me message messages of thanks, it, it meant a lot. And that's why we do it. You're a muse. We cannot do these shows without each and every one of you. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, and it's now the holiday season, so I get I get like a tree. I get sappier. And that's fine. <laughs> I have no problem doing that. Man, I love you all. I really appreciate you for being here. And go back to the beginning of my show. And let me reiterate. It feels good to have the Pittsburgh Steelers win. I know it's only happened four times, and we want it to be more. But it makes you think something's on the horizon. You get that feeling, and you're like, all right, something special is happening. And it almost seems like Kenny Pickett's more and more becoming the guy. And when we were complaining about Najee Harris just dancing, he's not dancing anymore. He's pounding. Man, he's reinvigorated. That offensive line looks really good, too. This is the first time in weeks where I'm going to say, man, I thought that the passing, the pass protection was really good. Wasn't on the post-game show. Post-game show is going on right now. I think they're just finishing up. And I'm doing this show. But I got to thank everybody here at BTSC who helped put this whole thing together. I'm lucky I've got the role of podcast producer, but they make my job easy. They really do. So I'm thankful for them too. All right, let's get on out of here. Go to sleep, Steeler Nation. Feel good, Steeler Nation. Wake up happy, Steeler Nation. Because you just witnessed the Steelers winning 24 to 17 on Monday Night Football in Indianapolis. And you just listen to bad language. And as always, I'm Brian Anthony Davis. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you flat out, I ain't apologizing for nothing. No hot times this week. Daddy. Daddy.